Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It seems like it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to reconnect here on The Spiritual Leader. Um, I'm so excited to have my wife, Laura, here with me, my favorite co-host. And it's ironic, Laura, that we just finished a series uh, on marriage. And I just, I just, no, no, <laughs> in all actuality, I want you to know. I think we need to hold hands for this. Oh, my goodness. I have been, I have learned so much. Have you? I absolutely have. Ooh, let's do another series. Let's do another series. <laughs> I have learned that I, uh, as mo- most of the male race, is very dumb when it comes to marriage. Uh, we try. No, I'm just teasing. I actually have learned a lot. And, I, you know, I've made a couple of changes over the last um, couple of weeks. So I, I know. Uh, it's marriage is one of those things. It's a lifelong commitment. You have to constantly, constantly. work at it and you should constantly be growing. Amen. I, I mean, really, it's not something you ever like you've arrived at, you know, Amen. and I love what you said several weeks ago. You talked about, you know, marriage, it begins at the altar. There's two completely, totally different individuals that are at that altar facing one another. No matter how similar you may think you are, you know, may, you, you may have, like, when we got married, our visions aligned, our goals, our dreams aligned. I mean, we wanted the same thing, our beliefs. All of those things were in alignment. Mm-hmm. However, when we stood, you know, facing one another, we were two completely totally different individuals but at that moment it was a process of two becoming one and that's a journey that well I mean it'll take the rest of your life you know becoming one that's what marriage is folks it's a lifelong Commitment. commitment to grow and go through the process to become one so we have two people and the process of marriage is the the purpose of marriage it's just like Christ in the church, Laura. Yeah. It's like we we are spiritually joined yes. at the born again experience, but then the process of our Christianity is me and Christ, it's not on him, it's me yeah. becoming one with him. Yeah. Which means I need to align with, you know, with his will and That's and, it. and and et cetera. I was gonna say that means there's something then on our part. There's something we have to do. And in marriage, it doesn't just happen. There's something that each of us have to do to, you know, to, to become, <laughs> to become one in that process. It's, uh, the whole thing's just super interesting because, you know, you, we have been joking. I, I don't know if you, Laura doesn't really think my joking is funny, but I think I'm hilarious. So I don't really know where to go yeah. with that. But, uh, we were joking about this concept that people say they married or met or they're dating or they're with their soulmate, you know, and I'm not a big fan of that whole concept. I understand. I think what people are saying uh, I think it's a very natural way to look at it because, like you said, Laura, our values when we met, well, we knew each other since we were young, 10, yeah. 11, 12 years old, we, we met. Um, our values were the same. Probably our upbringing was the same. We were both raised in church. Uh, we both kind of have a, a structured set of beliefs. But the truth is, when we got married, we stood on this very altar of this stage here uh, it was two separate people. Yeah. We were, as much as we were alike, yeah. we were still completely opposite. Um, and now, uh, Laura and I have been married 20 years, going on 21 years. And, uh, you know, it's every every season you you learn, you grow, you, you figure out, like, um, you know, like, 
we evolved. Have yeah. we evolved as people? We Which evolved. means the rules change at some point, you know? Like, Laura's maybe not the same person. I know she's not the same person per se. Like, she's grown. She's matured. The same with me. We have different, you know, outlooks. We have different viewpoints. Somebody said one time, uh, you know, politics has been, like, such a huge part of the news in this last, you know, 10 years or more. Uh, but they say they're going to hold something against a politician because he voted a certain way, you know, 25 years ago. But like, I love what you said. You said that person could have changed. You know, I know there's flip floppers in politics, but the thing is people change. Mm -hmm. And one of the challenges in marriage is as we change, we adjust yeah. to one another's changes, but it's just super interesting. The whole, yeah. the whole concept of marriage. So anyway, we're going to be getting into some of these things with marriage, we're going to be talking about things like communication, uh, growth, responsibility, um, and kind of just how to keep moving forward you yeah. know, in our relationships. Yeah. So. Well, I, <coughs> excuse you me. Know, we started out by saying, um, you know, men and women are completely different. And that would be one reason why we really need to communicate. Um, and and I, we shared these um, on Sunday, and I, and I like some of these. I wanted to share some of these because, again, you may go, yeah, but my husband and I, man, we're, we're so similar. We're this or that. Well, it, it, whether, you know, you are in peace and harmony, you're still very different. And I'm just going to share some of these things that we did on Sunday. Yeah, these are great. It says women speak 20,000 words per day. Ladies in the house, we speak 20,000 words per day. Men use only 7,000 words per day. So right there, there's a big disconnect and gap right there. If one is just talking, 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 <laughs> and then the other one, you know, they just, they shut down. They don't know how to communicate. I love this one. It says 70% of a man's brain is shut down during sleep. <laughs> I want to 70, say sometimes it's 70% shut down when they're awake. 70% of a man's brain is shut kidding. down during sleep. 90% of a woman's brain is still active. Hmm. So when men and women are asleep, 70% of his brain is shut down. 90% of my brain is still active. Uh, God, that's, that says so much, man. You know, that's why really you can't, the man can't hear the baby crying at night, you know, doesn't hear any of those things. But the woman, the woman does. Uh, men will sleep on the same side of the bed, use the same plate, use the same cup. Um, I like this one. Men have long range vision, but women have 180 peripheral vision. You know, they gave the example of the refrigerator. You ask the man to go get something that's right there in the middle shelf. They go, they open. You know, if you ask them for butter, they're looking and they don't see the butter. It's right there in front of them. But if you ask the man to step back several feet and to look again, he'll spot the butter. Why is that? Because they have long range vision. It's really interesting. It's just differences between men and women. Yeah. All these different examples. Oh, I like this one. It says, if a man is reading, his hearing is off. When a man is using the reading part of his brain, he must leave the hearing part. He can only be in one room at a time. So whatever room that man is in, all the other doors are shut. But a woman can have all doors open at one time and they can function flawlessly. You know, so here, if I'm trying to talk to my spouse and maybe he's reading something at that moment and then later I'm like, but I told you 
you that. <laughs> and he says, I never heard you. Chances are he did not hear me. That's 100% because true. Because he was doing, he was in a room and all those other doors are shut. And I just, I like these. These are just <laughs> examples of showing like reasons why men and women need to communicate. You know, we shared yeah. um, the other week that communication problems is the most common reason that men and women get divorced. Yeah. I think it was like um, 65 percent it's the most common factor that leads to divorce but then the second reason that leads to divorce is couples inability to resolve issues but again it goes back to so pretty much 100 percent of well we'll just say 90 percent of marriage problems surround the issue of communication it's important it's important I agree Um, it's interesting uh, because communication's not been a, a strong suit of mine and there's a lot of factors involved with being able to talk to one another uh one i met a guy years ago and did some leadership trainings with him and he said one of the important things in communication is creating what he called a safe haven or a safe harbor meaning that we, we've got to be able to come into a thing uh if it's a difficult subject especially but just sometimes average everyday communication issues We've got to be able to trust one another. We've got to be able to feel safe. We've got to be able to feel, you know, comfortable, which means we've got to be able to let our guard down. So if I can't let my guard down when I'm trying to communicate with Laura, I'm not going to be able to communicate. Uh, So there's a lot of issues. Somebody said one of the biggest issues also in marriages is trust. And trust is not just about, like, if there's infidelity in the marriage. Trust is like... Can I trust you with my heart? Can I share yeah. uh, what's on my mind without being judged and condemned, and et cetera, and, and vice versa? Yeah. Can you share something with me without me trying to fix everything or give you my opinions? There's a mutualness of we have to feel safe to communicate with one another. But I think along with that, just being able to sit down, Laura, and, and, and talk seems to be one of the yeah. hardest things for married couples to do. So it's no wonder we said, um, you know, in this series, we were talking about that people, the number one thing that people do is they go right to, we're getting a divorce, Yeah. you know, and most divorces are unwarranted. I mean, we, we've sat and instructed people to be divorced. There was, it was like just, well, there's abuse. If there's abuse or if there's an unwillingness for a long period of time, or if there's just uh, you know, whatever, bigger problems and the person's unwilling to resolve them, that's fine. But most issues, it's a simple conversation. Us sitting down, but Laura, we've got, let me tell you what I had. I had a breakthrough in the last month of it with this series. And I realized, Laura, that you are a huge help to me. And pro- most of the challenges that I face with communication is I just did not want to listen to Laura because I'm selfish. And I didn't realize that, but I want to do it my way. But what I didn't realize was my wife loves me, obviously, or she wouldn't be with me all this time, right? 20 years. (laughs) 20 years. 20 years, (laughs) going on 21. Uh, But you love me. You care about, you know, the things I'm doing, uh, et cetera. So when you're telling me something, I would normally just say, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to do what I want to do. But in the last month, I've started to realize, I'm like, my God, this is like, she could very well save my life if I just listened because the, the fact, like, like you said, we are different. 
So yeah. you're seeing a whole set of issues that yeah. I don't see and yeah. vice versa, right? Yeah. So I, now one of the things that's, that's not good in Laura and I's marriage is she gets to tell me what she thinks looks nice on me, but that doesn't apply to me. I can't tell her, right? It's a joke. <laughs> but maybe because she has more style than I do. I don't know. She's like, Darren, are you going out of the house like that? I'm like, why don't you just tell me, uh, you know, what you think I need to wear, you know? And this jacket was not something that's on Laura's approved list, nope. but I forgot to take it off. So we're good. But, you know, it's interesting when we trust one another. Um, and now, like, why did we get married? I mean, if we, yeah. we loved each other, we felt called together. Yeah. We've got to know that I love you enough to speak the truth yeah. in love and vice versa, but I've got to be able to receive. I, I what like what we said the other week, like when you do communicate, um, cause <coughs> there's, you need to communicate. <laughs> you need to communicate. Well, I said it the other week. If, if you keep ignoring, you know, issue after issue and, and it's, and little things, little things, because it's those little foxes that'll get you after time. 100%. And you keep sweeping it underneath the rug. Next thing you know, there's a big buildup underneath that that rug, and somebody's going to fall, you know, face plant on the floor and get a bloody nose, and it's not going to be a good sight. Yeah. So you've got to deal with things head on as they come. But uh, some of the advice we gave the other week, we said, remember the goal of communicating, confronting issues is to restore oneness. Yeah. So if you can keep that in mind, because it's real easy, and I and probably, I don't know, I say women are probably the best, but men are probably pretty good at it too, is, you know, you want that I gotcha moment. You want to make sure that you're able to point everything out so they know that they're wrong. And, and, and they may be wrong, but if you're just doing that, it's like you're making that divide even greater. So you're not bringing oneness to the situation. So you're powerful. just wanting to one-up that person to make sure they know that they right, missed it, like they, they screwed up. I'm right, I'm you're wrong. So I think that's like a question you got to ask yourself wow, going that, in, powerful. going into the situation. Like, do I want to retaliate or do I want to restore peace? Like, do I want to be right? Do I want to bring oneness to the situation? And one other thing I wanted to hit on too is because a lot of times we, we're hearing our spouse but are we really listening mm. to our spouse? And that's a big thing because if I'm just kind of hearing what he's saying, but I'm just trying to formulate my next, you know, response to him, I'm not really listening mm. to what he's saying. And I think a lot gets gets lost in that in marriages. It's like we're just trying to to get ready with our next point, but yeah. not really listening to the heart of the matter and 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 what it is that they're bringing to the table. Yeah, and we went over some of these things. Uh, you just nailed it on the head. Oneness, bringing ourselves back into oneness should be the goal. You know, if there's an argument or disagreement or whatever, or we're dealing with a difficult situation, we may not always agree, but we can still be one. Yeah. Uh, but we went over some of these rules. Uh, you know, when you're entering into a communication, uh, we, you know, you had put down some of these things. It's important to make sure that we disarm, uh, you know, ourselves, which could take time. Uh, this is has been a challenge. This is a challenge for I, everybody. I think if it's you, not a, like, disarming too, I think of, like, body language. Because if you go in, like, super 
tense, you know, when like you look like you're ready to throw down, like you've not disarmed yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's there's this. Uh, if you're feeling that adrenaline, yeah, yeah you're, you've not disarmed. You're not ready for peace. You're yeah. ready for war, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to realize that. Yeah, you know, those juices get flowing, and man, well, you're ready to throw down. I, like me, I want to deal with things like right in the moment, and. Sometimes that's not the best time to deal with things because there is a lot of adrenaline and emotion that's involved in the situation Mm. that then can come out in an unhealthy manner. Mm. So if I am able, if if I'm able to step back and to take a few moments to, you know, go for a walk, go for a drive, whatever, and to kind of calm myself and really in collect that, your thoughts collect my thoughts and really in that moment too like ask the lord like mm. help me help me what am i not seeing what do i need to see how do i need to communicate Ooh, that's, this that's how do i need right to bring there. this to the table you know and it's like if you're open and if you ask he'll show you i think you just uncovered something i didn't see as we were doing this series that basically you just said ask the lord to help me yeah because isn't it interesting in our arguing uh, mostly or disagreeing, we always say, Lord, help that other person yeah. see. You know, they're wrong, but yeah. you just turned it in the right direction and said, help me to see. You and know? that hurts. I've done this before, and I've not done this before. <laughs> because, like, sometimes I don't want to know. Like, I just want to focus on what he's done wrong. But there have been times, you know, where I've said, okay, where have I mess, missed it? You know, what what have I done? And it's it's like every time I ask the question, the Lord is so gracious and answering me, you know, and just giving me a little prompting on the inside. Or it's like I, I see a little picture of like a situation and like how I should have responded versus how I responded. Or, I mean, it's like he just, he shows me every time if I'm open mm to that correction. And man, if I am open to that correction, it's amazing how things will change between our communication. What you, it's like I'm listening to what you're saying and what you're describing is so powerful because if each spouse or any side of a relationship can take that position, it's like you automatically you just disarmed yourself. Yeah. And you've now opened the door to the Lord's wisdom. You've settled your emotions. You've you know, because emotions are interesting. They will amplify anything times a thousand. Lo- it, it, logic leaves. Yeah, as soon when as emotion, emotion prevails, in, logic or gone. common sense, like yeah. we say. It's you gone. ever get in an argument and one individual is like, everything they're saying is com- so out in left field. You're like, I, you're like you want to say like, what in God's name are you talking about? That just simply means emotion has overridden logic over. and common sense. Yeah. So by taking the time, like you just, Laura, you just painted a picture of, if I can just step away from the situation for a minute, take a deep breath in, yeah. you know, go sit in a room by myself or go for a drive or whatever, let my emotion settle, then take the time to ask yeah. the Lord what can I have done? What did I do? And what can I have done differently? Or how what, can I approach this situation? <laughs> how, yeah. What can I do to bring resolution yeah. to this? You just completely flipped, around, flipped it around. Because most marriages, they're going at it like this. You're wrong, and I'm going to show you you're wrong. Yeah. But that is a dead-end road. And, and let me be honest, that is not healthy communication. That mm-hmm. is just... It'll bring more harm. It's going to be destructive. Yeah. 
Wow, I'm getting a hold of something I didn't see even in the last couple of weeks. I encourage you because this we got to wrap this yeah. podcast up. But I encourage you, like I think this is a really great point to just take home with you today. Like if you can really focus, and it really, it it comes down to using self control and discipline. But if you can step away from the situation, wow. and like we said, go for a walk, go for a drive, mm. you know run out the door quickly or something, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, lock yourself in the bathroom and just take some deep breaths, you know, just sit down quietly, close your eyes. And then just, as you kind of settle yourself, ask the Lord, just ask him for wisdom, ask him for help, ask him to show you, man, if you can this week, if you can work on that and not just in marriage, but in relationships that you have, you know, there could be some challenging family relationships that you're dealing with or with children, you know, or with siblings or parents or in the workplace and whatever situation you find yourself in. If you can start to work on this and to use self-control, to use discipline, I think this is going to, this is a, um, a tool that you can use to better communicate. Yeah. I just saw something as we're closing here today. Um, how important, like, walking in the Spirit is yeah. with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, yep. long-suffering. So there is a, a way uh, to improve, and we're going to continue on yep. with this in the next podcast, talking about communication, and then we'll see if we can get into some of the other areas. But this is so important, and the thing is, God wants your marriage, God wants your relationships, your relationship with your children or your parents, co-workers, you know, all, all relationships. He wants them healthy. Yeah. And I believe through God's word and life's experiences, you know, we can uncover some of those tools, Lauren, yep. skills that we all can develop ourselves in. So it can get better. And if you continue on, it will get better. And I just want to just lift up that person. Maybe you're watching or listening and you've been having some challenges in some of these areas. Just take a moment, like Laura said, just today or sometime this week and just ask the Lord, like, Lord, help me to just be disarmed and to get the heart of God on the, the subject. You'd be surprised what the Lord would lead you into. And you may have to humble yourself and say, listen, I made a mistake. I missed it. And that's okay, but that's the beginning of the healing process. So listen, we love you, and we'll see you next week. God bless.